Hi everyone, my name is Sophia and I would like to welcome you to the Parenting in Medicine podcast series brought to you by MedFem. We decided to create this series because a career in medicine can sometimes seem like it is incompatible with family life and like it requires a lot of sacrifices, either as a parent or a doctor. Whether you're planning to become a parent in the near or distant future, or perhaps not at all, we hope that you find these stories presented here interesting, informative, and hopefully inspiring, just like we do. So let's get into our first episode where Maddie and I will be interviewing Jess Peters. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first episode of the Parenting in Medicine podcast. Today, we're going to be talking to Jess Peters. She is a third-year medical student who started her career as a dietitian before coming into medicine. Midway through med school, she became a mom to now 14-year-old twins, Miles and June, who are absolutely adorable, might I add. I've seen some photos. And um, she has so far survived six months of parenting and full-time study with a global pandemic thrown on top. She's juggled childcare pickups, had her outfit vomited on as she was walking out of the door for placements, and had many Zoom tutorials interrupted by hungry or crying babies. Um, So yeah, thank you for joining us today, Jess. Thank you. Thanks for uh, inviting me. Yeah, so we're going to get started with some questions uh, really soon, but maybe if you could give us a bit of an overview of your kind of story, I guess. Um, of becoming a parent? Yeah, sure. Um, So I guess knowing that I was coming into medicine a little later than most people, um, I think I was 28 or 29 when I started. Um, I knew that I would and, and I was, you know, happily married by then, um, I knew that I was going to probably want to start a family at some point in med school um, and that it would probably be maybe easier to do it at that stage rather than waiting until I'd started my career. Um, so then it was sort of just a matter of doing it. And, um, yeah, that ended up being uh, sort of midway through second year that I got pregnant and um, uh, took the year off um, where I would have normally done third year to to have the twins and, and now getting back into it. So, um, yeah, it's it's been, um, I guess, a bit of a up and down kind of bumpy journey, but one that um, I've certainly loved and not regretted for a minute. So um, I'm just interested, how did that conversation go? So it, obviously uh, your kids were um, planned, was, was that, that was right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So so when you were talking to your, um, your partner or your husband about having kids, um, how did that conversation, one, come up, and then I guess how did that go? Like what were the determining factors about when you were going to have kids? Yeah, um, I think it was something that we ummed and art about for quite a while. Um, we were high school sweethearts. We've been together since we were 15. Um, so we'd always been, you know, pretty upfront with each other about what we wanted. And we were both kind of unsure for a long time if we wanted kids because we were just really happy, you know, just the two of us. Um, but then, yeah, I guess it was sort of around the same time um, that we both kind of decided that you know, that that was what we wanted. And that was probably around the time that I was um, uh, starting medicine or looking at getting into medicine. But we were sort of, you know, thinking that it was something that we wanted, but not sort of quite yet. Um, 
and then probably just, you know, discussed with a lot of other people um, that I knew that had done medicine and that were doctors and, um, and they had sort of suggested that during med school was probably a better time, if anything, than doing it early on in my career, um, given that, you know, it was going to have to be kind of soon, just biologically speaking, I guess. So, yeah, we just kind of decided um, that, um, that that was the time for us. And I think it was more, you know, definitely uni came into it in terms of wanting to find a time that, that fitted in um, with my studies, but it was probably more a consideration of just when we were ready in our life, really. Yeah, I think that's a really common problem, I think, that a lot of us also see is like, when is that like perfect time to slot in like a family um, as well? I also remember in our chats that we had beforehand, you mentioned that um, polycystic ovarian syndrome was also a factor for you. Do you want to talk a bit about that maybe? Yes, yeah. So, um, uh yeah I have um polycystic ovarian syndrome and that was something that I found out um during um the process of trying to fall pregnant but it was probably something that you know um looking back now there were definitely some um some red flags um I had always had cystic acne um throughout you know my life and my um, 20s and um, I knew from having a previous pelvic ultrasound that I had cysts on my ovaries but had been told that that was fairly common and not really anything to worry about but then when I started tracking my cycle um, thinking about trying to fall pregnant I realized hang on what I thought were regular periods were actually really not and that often my cycle was out to like 42 days um, and so that was when I spoke to my GP and um and was referred to a fertility specialist and we came to the, the diagnosis of PCOS and, um, uh, and that I in fact wasn't ovulating um, and ended up needing some um, assistance in the form of um, Clomid, which is just an oral medication um, to make me ovulate and um, uh, a little bit of a cocktail of a couple of other medications as well. Um, and that process ended up taking about five or six months until we got the combination right um, and I fell pregnant and was lucky that, you know, it, it could have been much longer and more difficult. But, yeah, I guess that just um, threw my plans out the window in, in that I had tried to work out what was the perfect time to fall pregnant to fit in ideally with the course. And then it became clear that it wasn't going to be that quick or that easy. So, um, yeah, I think it's definitely something that, you know, you'd like to think about when it might ideally fit, but probably not realistic to plan it out that, that um, precisely. When you... Um have studied PCOS as a med student as well. So um, how did you find uh, experiencing it as a patient versus having to study it? Were, were the, um, was your experience lining up with like the stereotypical presentation for in medical school or? Well, no, and that's why I probably didn't um, kind of pick up on it sooner because I had learnt and been taught this stereotypical um, concept of PCOS as being someone that was uh, probably overweight, had um, hirsutism or facial hair. Um, yes, I did have the acne, but that was really the only sign other than that I'm lean, I don't have, um, you know, excess facial hair. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was probably 
um, probably took me longer to kind of figure it out than it otherwise might have. I guess the next question that I would have is how once you did decide that you wanted to have children during medical school, how that conversation went with the school. Um, at what point did you talk to uni? What were you kind of communicating with uni about that? Yeah, so I um, had the conversations really early with uni, which I think was um, was really valuable. Um, my clinic head of my clinical school um, is a female, and I don't know that probably helped things. Um, made me feel like it would be a bit easier to talk about. Um, so I just organised a meeting with her at the start of second year and said, you know, look. Um, I think I'm probably wanting to start a family in the next year or so. Um, you know, when do you think might be best to do this and how would it all work? And um, she was great. She was really supportive and uh, organised a meeting with me um, and Lisa Cheshire, who you probably know is the um, course director. And Lisa was fantastic. She just said, you know, don't even think about timing and fitting in with the course, just get pregnant when you get pregnant and we'll figure it out. Um, and, you know, she spoke about that there would be different options in terms of I could take the year off from January to January or from June to June and, um, you know, subjects with regards to the research, um, MD research project and things like that might have to be shuffled around, but that we'd be able to figure that all out. So, um, yeah, they were definitely really supportive and um, probably more flexible than I expected. So that was really good. Awesome to hear that you had so much support straight off the bat. I think yeah. A testament to how the system is changing. Um, so when you finally did fall pregnant, um, obviously a very exciting time, um, but did you, what were the first kind of immediate challenges that you had to address once, once you'd gotten over that challenge of getting pregnant in the first place? Mm, um, I guess the, the most immediate thing for me was the morning sickness. Like before I even thought about telling anyone, I was just hit with it um, a couple of days after I got the positive pregnancy test. So it was about four and a half weeks, which is really early, but um, that is often what happens when you have twins and your hormone levels are just skyrocketing. Um, so yeah, I ended up having to, um, to tell people really soon because I just couldn't function. Um, and so there were times when I had to, you know, run out of ED bedside shoots and go and vomit in the toilets at the hospital and um, times when I could really not move off the couch to get myself to uni. Um, so that was, yeah, a bit of a challenge for me. And again, I think highlighted the importance of just speaking to people early. And I know you know, there's a lot of, I guess, taboo about not wanting to talk about pregnancy too early in case things go wrong. But I think if things go wrong, that's when you need the support anyway. Um, and yeah, so talking to the head of my clinical school early and um, um, <clears throat> just having, uh, I guess, considerations able to be made around, um, you know, needing to leave classes or, um you know, flexible sort of arrangements um, and thinking about special consideration for exams which were coming up. Um, that was all, yeah, really important and able to be worked out because I'd um, gotten in touch early. Yeah, that's really good too. Um, did you 
because obviously you had to tell people pretty early when you were telling people what was the response like in general did you receive like support from you were saying other people at your hospital maybe some peers um did you ever receive any like criticism or judgment or anything like that no um excuse me everyone at uni was great all the um clinical school staff and all the doctors and consultants and other students that I mentioned it to all really supportive and excited. Um, I think where I got a little bit of um, not necessarily criticism, but just, um, I guess, people asking the question, what are you doing, um, was more people outside of that circle. So, um, relatives and um, other friends sort of saying my god how are you going to manage kids in medical school and um, you know you never you're not going to have time for them once you go back to study and it's so unfortunate that you have to keep studying full-time and um, those sorts of comments which um, weren't necessarily helpful or supportive but I guess just kind of echo that um, old school belief that a woman's primary job should be at home with the kids. Um, So, yeah, I guess that was something that I I found, some comments that I received that weren't necessarily helpful, but, yeah. So, I mean, this is more of a technical question, I suppose, but um, people who might be listening and thinking about getting pregnant or already pregnant in medical school, obviously finances are always something we're very cognizant about as students. Um, You were lucky enough to be the supportive partner at the time but how did you manage your pregnancy financially and and having a young child two young children after that must have been quite a challenge were there certain things you needed to do financially to make that work yes and we're all about preparation my husband and I were like fairly you know type a like to have everything planned out kind of people and we'd budgeted for one child and obviously ended up being pregnant with two and like double the equipment required and um but yeah as you mentioned I was lucky to have a um, supportive partner that works full-time and so we had his income but fortunately I was also able to um, be eligible for the government maternity leave um, or parental leave payment um, which is about $13,000 so a pretty significant help Um, and it ended up being really fortunate that I finished up uni at the end of second year um I still had five months to go until I was more than that was about because the twins came in May so it was about seven months that I had off before they were born it just sort of worked out that I couldn't finish up at the end of first semester because that would have been just after they were due so I had to have a long time beforehand and that gave me time to pick up casual work as a dietitian um and work the hours that were required required to access the government maternity leave Um, So, yeah, that was a huge financial help for us and um, something that I think is worth other people looking into, whether they are eligible and whether they can increase their casual work in the lead up to having a baby because um, it's something that, you know, you don't want to miss out on if you're only a few hours under the threshold. So definitely say look into that. Yeah, that sounds like a really super helpful tip for people to know. Um, I was also wondering, so you said that you had about seven months left of your pregnancy when you left uni. I'm assuming you then took a year off. How was that process of your like maternity leave from uni? 
Yes. So there's, um, unfortunately, you can only take a year off. There's really no ability to take only six months because um, of the way that the course is structured. Um, so yeah, I just submitted a long leave of absence form. It was really easy to complete. I think it was only a one or two page form and just needed to get a supporting letter from my obstetrician and um, it all went through really quickly and really easily. So yeah, very smooth process. Great. And outside of obviously the medical school, um, you and your partner, uh, did you have to reach out to any other forms of support? Um, so I know, for instance, I believe um, GSA provides um, some family planning support and things like that. Did you ever access any of those kind of support networks? Mm, I hadn't actually heard about that. So no, I didn't. Um, probably the majority of my support um, network was really outside of of uni um, and of those kind of, yeah, circles. I um, have a lot of close friends that are sort of having kids around the same time. So that was really nice to have other, <coughs> excuse me, to have um, other people off on, you know, maternity leave and having kids around the same time. Um, I was linked in with a great mother's group through um, the usual council um, mother's group sort of program. Um, and that's been a really great source of support even now um, we're all on the whatsapp group chatting away and um, always just kind of talking about what sort of um, things the kids are going through at the moment and what are the struggles um, that we're all having at the time um, and another thing that was really lucky for me was that um, when I started at the Northern Clinical School, we were set up with some peer support people in the year above. And my peer support person was another mature age student who ended up falling pregnant a couple of year, a couple of months before me um, and going through the same process of taking the year off. And we found out that we only lived one suburb away. So we ended up catching up heaps throughout that year off. And it was really nice having someone going through the same thing um, and looking at going back to uni at the same time. And that was, yeah, another great support to have. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds really great. Next, I was wondering what your experience was like coming back to uni um, after taking the time off. Mm, I was definitely very rusty when I came back and had so many plans to catch up and revise before starting back that just didn't end up happening. And I'm kind of glad they didn't end up happening because to be honest, that time was really special just to have to be at home with the twins and not thinking about uni work. Um, but yeah, I organised one clinical skills refresher session at the clinical school just to go through cannulation and venipuncture and those kind of skills that I felt really rusty with, but have ended up not being able to practice anyway because of COVID. But um, uh, yeah, that was sort of all I did before coming back. Um, and it, yeah, I definitely felt a little bit rusty with the clinical knowledge, but I think that's all come flowing back and um, as we've gotten into it. And um, just in terms of the logistics of coming back, I think that was also, um, I have to say, a really seamless transition in terms of the administrative process. Everyone um, at the clinical school has been fantastic with organising timetables that have fitted in with, um, you know, family life and having to leave early to get to the childcare pickup, all those kinds of things. Um, I've been able to um, sort of negotiate around that. So it 
um, I wouldn't say it's been easy. It's definitely been a juggle, but um, it's, yeah, I haven't, I haven't sort of found it really difficult to organise things or I haven't found uni unaccommodating at all. That's great. It sounds like uni is really flexible. That's really helpful. I'm interested to hear your experience of balancing being a new parent um, with being a med student because obviously being a med student is so time-consuming. And there's so many things you don't want to miss out on with a new parent. So, yes, yeah. and yeah, I definitely think it's been um, a juggling act, and I guess uh, exercise in just prioritization. There's things that I would have loved to do, throw myself more into as a medical student, like events out of hours that I would have liked to attend, or. Um, extra things I would have liked to have done um, that, um, you know, not really having the time for and, um, you know, preferring to spend that time with Miles and June at the end of the day. Um, and I also think it's made me a lot more um, efficient with my work. I think, you know, I'm not spending time hanging around in the common room chit-chatting to people on lunch breaks. I'm just going to the study area and getting some work done so that I don't have to do it later. Um, I'm not deliberating over an assignment. I'm just getting it done and submitting it. And maybe it's not to the standard that I might have done before, but certainly not to say that I'm, you know, just doing things to a poor standard. Um, I'm just not agonising perhaps over the detail or um, that I might have before. So I think it's actually um, it's actually made me a bit more efficient with things. Um, in terms of feeling like I'm spending enough time with the twins, I think it's hard to say because I've had, you know, probably um, a lot of time at home with them lately because of the COVID situation. Um, in those first couple of months back, I certainly felt like I was missing out on just that day-to-day, -day, um, I don't know, familiarity with like knowing the ins and outs of all their little sleep routines and the things that I sort of got to know um, when it was just me and them at home for the whole year. I felt like perhaps my finger was off the pulse a little bit with that sort of stuff. Um, but I loved that they were getting to have some um, great quality time with grandparents and seeing the developmental benefits of them being at childcare. So, yeah, I think there's, you know, benefits and disadvantages of the situation. And I know mentally for me as well, um, it was, I feel a lot better when I'm having the balance of doing something that's for me and doing something that's away from just being at home with them all of the time. Um, and I know that I'm a better mum in the time that I am home and I am present with them because I've had that time out as well. So, um, yeah, so for me, I find that, that the balance is working. That's great. Um, another thing that I'm always curious about uh, when it comes to kind of being a parent and also having that medical knowledge is whether you find that it's been more of an advantage to you or maybe made things a bit more difficult? Um, I guess in terms of like, you know, where's that line between being really well informed and then maybe being like overly scared because you know all of the things that could potentially go wrong? 
Yes. And I probably am that kind of a person. I think I was, I was a little bit terrified of childbirth, let's be honest. <laughs> but, um, and I was kind of quite um, happy in the end to find out that the twins were not in a great position for a vaginal birth and to be able to have the elective Caesar where I felt in control and um, could know what to expect. Um, but yeah, since they've been born, um, I think... Look, I think it's probably being more informed has probably stopped me from rushing off to the GP for tiny things like fevers and rashes um, and especially doing my peds rotation really helped with that. Um, but definitely I've had those moments where, you know, they do have a fever and you're like, oh, do they have neck stiffness? Are there any petechiae? Could this be, you know, some hideous meningitis or something? But um, so you do go to those places. But, yeah, I think it's... I think it's helpful also to have that knowledge. Sure. How did you find, uh, just going back to that, you mentioned you had them by a C-section. How did you yes. use, um, well, one, the process, but also uh, the recovery of C-section? I loved my cesarean just because, as I said, it, it took away the um, the fear that I had around um uh, vaginal delivery and things that could go wrong for both myself and for the babies. I know it's particularly high risk, can be particularly high risk for a second twin. Um, but yeah, I found the actual cesarean itself. Um, gosh, it was so quick. It was, um, you know, only about half an hour, I think, um, in the delivery room. And um I got them passed to me straight away as soon as they came out and got to have that skin to skin contact, which was um, amazing. And the first couple of days after the cesarean were a bit rough with the painkiller. Actually, the painkillers probably knocked me around a lot more than the pain itself did. Um, and that's what I uh, sort of found the hardest thing. I was so groggy um, and ended up taking myself off the um, the sort of endone and um, those sorts of things and just going with Panadol and Nurofen. Um, and then it was more just probably about trying to limit myself from doing too much once we got home um, because I was feeling so good and the recovery was going so well. So I was really um, lucky in that regard and had a really good experience. Uh, and you also mentioned your peds rotation. Do you feel like doing that as a parent kind of made the experience different for you? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think I was just so much more confident in holding babies um, and, you know, assessing babies. Um, I guess I knew what normal was um, with things like how much they cry, what who looks like, um, how often they vomit and the difference between, you know, positing and vomiting um, and, yeah, just all those things and the developmental stages, just all those things about what a normal baby does um, that made it a lot easier, yeah. Well, I would be interested to see how being a parent might have influenced how you feel about your future career. So did you have an idea of what you wanted to be before having kids and has that changed at all in terms of like um, specialisation? Mm, probably what made me want to get into medicine in the first place was that I was working as a dietitian in gastroenterology and I loved it and um, felt that I probably wanted to be doing what the gastroenterologists were doing rather than what I was doing. Um, and so that 
has been the specialty that yeah that made me want to get into medicine and I think is the specialty that I still want to go into um certainly I don't want to go down the surgical pathway uh I'm just not a super manual person and I'm not that interested in it um but I think that I'd probably be more worried about the work-life balance if I did want to go down the surgical pathway just with the demands of training um and I know that the demands of training for doing the um, BPT training is going to be tough and there'll be really long days and night shifts and weekends and those sorts of things. But, um, and I've, I've got friends that have gone through that pathway and some that have continued down the pathway and some that have um, ended up going into general practice because they felt that that would sort of fit in more with their family life. So I think we'll, you know, I'll just take it as it comes and see what works at the time. But um, I'm, I'm still, you know, feeling positive about being able to, um, to juggle it, and that we'll come out the other end. And hopefully, you know, Miles and June will be happy that their mum has pursued something that she wanted to do, and um, and they'll feel that, you know, even if I haven't been there for every single moment, the moments I have been there, I've been, you know really present and excited to be there and giving them everything that they need yeah definitely and I think it probably also has a lot to do with the flexibility within the like individual training program at the end of the day um yes and I think also it you know it's what your partner's doing and what family support you've got to and my partner's not in medicine and he can work from home um a couple of days a week if he needs to and um I've got two amazing sets of you know my parents and my in-laws um that help out with childcare as well so you know without those support systems maybe it would um my career plan might look a little bit different but um yeah I'm really lucky with with all that support that I've got I was just wondering if you had any advice for anyone who might be finding themselves thinking about having kids or already pregnant in the MD program here at University of Melbourne. Like what would uh, maybe something that you would have liked to have known before jumping in? Yeah. um, Look, I think just know that, you know, there's never going to be a perfect time for anything and especially if you're studying medicine and going into a career in medicine it's never going to be that you sit down and say oh things are really quiet at the moment maybe now I'll have a baby um it's always going to be a hustle and um and a juggle and you know just know that whatever happens it will work out and people are incredibly um flexible and willing to accommodate things and even just um recently with my gp placement um you know uh i initially didn't contact the department to ask for a place close to home because i didn't want to you know get special treatment but then when they found out that i had twins and was going to have to do drop-offs for childcare before and after um they were like why didn't you tell us sooner um so yeah I don't know I just think it shows yeah people are willing to be flexible and and you'll make it work um so definitely don't um don't worry about the timing just do it when it suits you yeah that's amazing um and I feel like that's also a good question to wrap this up on, unless, Maddie, you have anything else? 
No, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today. I mean, it's uh, almost unthinkable from my perspective, the things you've to do uh, while doing a medical degree. I can't like, you know, remember to brush my hair in the morning, let alone look after two other small people. Um, and all of that so, in the middle of the pandemic too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I know. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if the pandemic making things easier or harder. I mean, in a way, of, like they're just at home most of the time and we don't have to think about childcare but, as much. But, yeah, at the same time, like sometimes not much work gets done. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I can only imagine. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll wrap it up with that. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jess. Um, and thank you for taking the time to speak to us. No worries at all. And um, good luck to everyone who is on this same journey.